Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're going to talk about... Flyover Country. And we've got a special guest with us... Brett Payne from Street Fight Radio. From Street Fight Radio. Yeah. Born and raised in Flyover Country. Yeah. Right here in Columbus, Ohio, Brett was kind enough to come over and lend us his expertise on Flyover Country. And you said born and raised. Yeah, I had to come all across the Olentangy River to get over here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like three miles from us or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not too far. But um, yeah, I, I as a kid, wanted to leave this place. I felt like New York City was the only place cool in the world and that no one wanted to be here. I, fe- I felt the uh, pressure of being in flyover country. I'm from Marion, okay. which sucks ass. And like just coming to Columbus from Marion was enough for me to like scratch the itch and like I'm fine here. I don't want to leave. I like it here. I absolutely agree. All the fancy coffee, all the expensive clothes, all of the trappings of the big city can be found here in Columbus and they think we're flyover country and I like that because that keeps them out of here. Right. There is nothing in New York or anywhere else that you can do that you could do here. Not a, I can't think of anything. Nothing I'd want to do. Natalie and I both had a friend who grew up very close to in Cincinnati. He moved to New York City. He's actually doing really well. And one day he said he came back to town because a bunch of people we know from Cincinnati live up here in Columbus now came back to town. He mentioned to me, he said, you know, it's really unusual that you and Natalie seem like you somehow know what's happening in the big city. (laughs) And when I read, when I read your comics and your stuff you're posting online, it's like relevant to my life. And I looked at him and I said, you know, we have the same internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's what, uh, um, when I did the live show we had with uh, T from Champagne Sharks, he was like, dude, you look like every other hipster in Brooklyn here that like lives in Brooklyn. He's like, I don't know how, you, how you're from Columbus, Ohio. There's no way that that could be true from what I heard about Columbus, Ohio, because you would fit in right here. And, and it's like, yeah, well, we've been paying attention now. We can <laughs> – there's pictures of what's happening. It gets here immediately. Like we know what's happening. People always talk about Columbus like it has like one gas station. I do get to tour and visit a lot of places and there's plenty of neat things to see. But I wouldn't pay two times the amount of um, uh, for rent that I do. Like right. I wouldn't pay twice my rent to live there. I can save that money and visit, you know, the big mm-hmm. art museums and the big attractions and big cities. But if you're looking for a place to ride bikes and pay $7 for coffee and have tapas, like Columbus, Ohio has that. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yes. Columbus is bigger than Detroit, Seattle, Washington, Seattle. D.C. It's, it's bigger than Boston. It's bigger than Baltimore. It's bigger than Portland. It's bigger than Las Vegas. It's flyover country, baby. You wouldn't even know it. You fly right over. You don't even know that it's bigger. We're bigger than all y'all. We're humble people. Where we here in the breadbasket? Right, right. So I mean, you tell me why I wouldn't live here. Literally, the only thing we need a city to have is a post office. So <laughs> right. we can move anywhere we want. As long as there's a post office, we can move if we want. Right. And when we first got married. We were like, maybe we'll move. Maybe we'll go somewhere new and exciting. And we drove all over this fucking country. We drove all the way to the Pacific Northwest, all the way to Vancouver, 
all the way down the coast, all the way to Tijuana, drove all the way, all the fucking states in the middle, all over the southeast, everywhere. We fucking have gone everywhere, thinking, like, we're going to move somewhere. And we never found anywhere where we liked it more than Columbus. Columbus, yeah. it has everything I want, and my friends are already here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you really can't beat the efficiency of not having to remake different friends in different places. <laughs> yes, the, certainly there is a bias, but I have done the big city move and when i lived in dc like we were both white knuckling it like we were having some pretty wild experiences you know Columbus from time to time in dc so you were doing a small town thing but we were paying <laughs> so much money yeah but they had like 13 whole foods there there was like it was huge dmv because they got all they got virginia and maryland there yeah. too yeah that whole like cluster fuck yes yeah. And uh, living there was extremely expensive, and we were working all the time, trying to make extra money. You can't spend more money to buy more happiness, you know? Like, the less you can spend and get by, the least you can spend on rent and food and gas and all of your regular old standards, the better. And flyover country has so much of that. Like, if you can just have a decent mind, if you can make do with, like, you know, we maybe we don't have you know, a hundred nightclubs to go see a place like New York City does. But there is like a half dozen places here where you can see a show for five to ten dollars. Yeah. There's great shows all the time. The campus is amazing. But what about some other Midwest places? Because there is some rivalries here. Like, is Indianapolis flyover country? I, I think <laughs> that is that is for sure. Yes. Chicago is flyover country. Chicago? Right? No. You're getting so outrageous now. So, Natalie, what is... I like Chi-Town. Natalie, what is flyover country? Flyover country is an American phrase that describes parts of the United States that are between the East Coast and the West Coast. So just the whole swath. So literally everything. So Texas. Brett used to live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Got tattooed on my body. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I knew. But <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he really liked it. So that's technically flyover I country, mean, even though it's sort of it is coastal. It's on the Gulf of Mexico, but it's not the East Coast. You know, in my mind, I, I have to say I'm not an expert on this. I know you're the teachers here. <laughs> uh, I, I know as much about this as I was able to learn in between dinner and you coming over. I feel like <laughs> the, I feel like flyover country in a way. There's like there's the South and then there's flyover country. And the South is, you know, even flyover country will poke fun at the South, right? Right. Um, but Texas is just Texas. Texas is not the South. Texas is all its own. Right. It's an island. Everybody that lives there is a gigantic character that lives on an island that um, you will never be able to make any sense of. It's a wild. <laughs> it really is a wild place, unlike anywhere else. So, I, if I'm one to put my parameters on it, I do think it's that. It is that. Like, I mean, right from Pennsylvania all the way, just take your paintbrush and run it over. Mm-hmm. I would say probably anywhere east of Philadelphia or west of Philadelphia, rather. Yeah, I went to Oklahoma City and felt right at home with those people. Those are yeah. fine folks. Those, right. those people eat corn casserole and lots of dairy products. They are they are trustworthy people. They are flyover country for sure. I'm partial to like midwest like small town living <laughs> have you always been that way though do you feel you've always been defensive do you take that like as a I'm not even defensive i don't care i don't i mean i'm not trying to like, like you said i'm not trying to get anyone to come here 
I'm just, yeah. It's like something that I always like. Yeah, like this is my get leave if you don't like it. Right. Throw me in like some small town with <laughs> like a bunch of like biker dudes and like weird like divorcees and shit and like just doing weird like small town shit. I fucking love it. All right. All I right. love it. It's my you, fucking favorite. You are the... Queen of flyover country. <laughs> you love flyover country. I love it. Well, you know, you, you said something interesting, which is you don't want people to come here. And it's, I think people are welcome, but I would certainly not. Something that galled me is a few years ago, the city of Columbus, because we have a budget for tourism, which is rough because if somebody that I don't know comes to me and they say, I'm coming to Columbus. What should I do? My answer is, well, like there's not an easy answer. If you live in Orlando and somebody says, I'm coming to Orlando, what should I do? Like you have a a few just stock answers. If somebody comes to Columbus, I'm like, I just usually hang out, man. Yeah. Like there's not, there used to be a boat in the river. That's gone. (laughs) I don't know. There's, I. There is uh, there's some stuff to do here. There's there, there is stuff to do, but it's very much like, let me find out about you, and I'll tell you what Columbus has for you. That's what I would say is that the, what I've always felt about it is that there isn't a plethora of it. There is, like, whatever you like, there is one of those here. <laughs> one yeah. of those. Right. Yeah. One. There's, right. you know, there's not going to be a lot of selection. But, yeah, flyover country, I've always felt is derogatory uh, as far as Street Fight Radio goes it was definitely started because i think square cut pizza is better than triangle cut pizza right we we talked about that like it's like party pizza and they do that in milwaukee like in up in wisconsin and then uh, up there where it gets fucking disgustingly cold they have it at the bar there is like there is some franchise that sells a little oven apparently because when i heard you had to sell food to sell booze the way that they set up their yeah. liquor. So this company came up with these little ovens that they serve tiny pizzas and they come in the squares and, you know, you just keep buying them and everybody grabs a little square of pizza. Yeah. And it's way more shareable and more uh, communal than, like, having a, a one big triangle where the whole cheese, you know, floats off. And it's all floppy. Yeah, just like well, off. We were talking about, we were talking about before, we were saying how, like, the square cut pizza is superior because it's like a party pizza. Like, it doesn't weigh you down. You can be more selective at how much you get. You and can, it's like you can dial cookie. it in. And it's like a cookie, so you can like you can just like chat and eat a little pizza. Yeah. Like you bear you can do it on a napkin. You don't even need a plate. Right. Keep on drinking on, on top of it. It's fine. Yeah, and we have it figured out, and yet, you know, Columbus style pizza has not taken the nation by storm the way that other pizzas have. Well. And they even like have lumped us in with St. Louis pizza, which has a bad rap. It's very unique pizza. Tell me uh, with the Provel on it. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the the real melty Provel <laughs> on it. It's a very confusing piece of pizza. Uh, but I have had Eno's, the number one, you know, they're like Donato's of St. Louis. And you know what? Um, I will stand side by side with St. Louis and say, you know, we should get respected for cutting our pizza in squares. Right, right. But pasteurized cheese product, bad choice. 
Bad choice when it comes to pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a cheese product. We were just. I like a pro. I just like provolone. Like not pro. Not like product. Just like provolone. Regular that's the, cheese. Yeah. That's the yeah. name of it. <laughs> yeah. They, theirs is like the St. Louis pizza, and their flyover country pizza is proval. Do you know it? Isn't it provolone and Velveeta? Isn't that the idea? Well, no. It's yeah. It's provolone, Swiss, and cheddar. But it's done in the Velveeta style where they, like, blow it up with water to make it super melty. And it comes out in these, like, curly cues. Like, you, like if you go to the store and buy Prevel, it's just, like, extruded oh, from, like, wow. a Play-Doh factory. <laughs> like, <laughs> screwball. But, like, it melts when it is, like, Velveeta on a pizza. So it's, like, Velveeta shells and cheese. It doesn't burn. Like, it doesn't get a crust. The way that Ohio pizza... The cheese has that brownness to it where it's it actually wet like Velveeta. It's back. wet. It's like butter. It's it's pretty Ooh. tasty. It's kind of tasty. That me out. It I'm, hits right and sometimes, but it's wet. It's buttery. It's it stays soft the whole time and melty. I thought it was going to be like American cheese, like that kind of processed cheese. No, it's like I'm, the wet grosses me out. I'm I don't a, know about that one. I like the <laughs> I like the brown when you can brown the cheese. You can brown the cheese. On I get top the of pizza. Well done, bake from. Donato's every time because at Donato's they're always fishing the pizza out. They always like, you know, they always like use the tongs to pull it out early so they can just get the order over with. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> you're gonna keep it on the belt the whole time. <laughs> we have there's there's some local pizza chains that do a very good job of cooking the cheese. It's important. Have you, have you had Iaconos? That's like the best. Plum I do like Iaconos. I, I looked them up after we had them over here because. You know, for people that are listening to this that are in Ohio, maybe they might have Donato's. Donato's is in a lot of places now. It is, it's outside it's a, of Ohio, yeah. It's the yeah. fast food representation of what we do here. Yeah. Um, but when you have, like, Donato's people are ruthless crooks that stole that from <laughs> some other Ohio families. There's a lot of yeah. bad blood when it comes yeah. to Ohio pizza, which is also a big part of flyover country. Well, you know we have story. blood feuds. <laughs> you, know we have feuds. you know the story with Tommy's versus Iacono's, though. Go ahead. Tell him. That Tell the people. That was when the two brothers, <laughs> they had the pizza place, and they got in some kind of fight over something or other, and so they split the pizza place up. Yeah, my whole family is has fought each other and like refused to speak to each other over like twenty thousand dollars. I mean, they've like <laughs> that's a part of flyover country is that you know we will we can be disloyal, I guess, <laughs> yeah. when it yeah. comes to family. But also, I mean, uh, so Donato's apparently stole theirs from either uh, Josie's Pizza or someone also said that Granddad's Pizza in Grandview stole it from Donato's. He he got it from Donato's and he started that. So there's a lot of like whisper. There's a whisper campaign. <laughs> My dad has told me about it, uh, but you know, there's a little. There's a very little history on it. I've I've looked it up some, but. You know, we do have square cut pizza in flyover country. Right, right. And we're proud of it. It's fine. I mean, and and you guys could take your floppy pizzas and your $3,000 a month rent and... Yep. Shove it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like The Rock said. I think it would be super fun to live on the coast if I wasn't into the specific things I'm into. Like, the thing is, is that you have to do your own thing. If you want to be entertained by something else, like, there's not as much stuff here. 
That's true. No, that's how when, – when I lived in D.C., it was wild because there was so much free stuff because the parks were free, the museums were free, and there was all these events that would be going on, and I'd be running her all over town, and I would go meet my wife's coworkers and tell them all the stuff I did, and they'd be like, oh, my God, you did all that? You can do that here in, in town? I'm like, yeah, you can. It's right outside your door. Why are you living here? Like, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of stuff I'm missing, and you haven't done anything? So <laughs> Columbus is, you know, flyover country, you do have to be a little bit more selective, you know, and you really have to, when that moment comes where like something you like is going to be in town, you really got to go all out for it or drive. I've been driving too. Have you, I mean, like, I think that's a weird thing that held me back earlier in life was it was like, oh man, that band that I live for is in Pittsburgh and it's like. Well, I can drive to Pittsburgh. Though, See, I'm you know? used to driving because I was from, like I said, I was from Marion. And so if I ever wanted to do anything, I had to drive there. And when I was a kid, too, yeah, like Warp Tour didn't come to Columbus for the first 20 years. So I had to go to Cleveland and Cincinnati mm-hmm. every time I wanted to see it. And just driving an hour and 45 minutes after moshing all day was a normal part of my life, you right. know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we will go to Cincinnati. We'll go to Cleveland. We'll go uh, We'll go to Akron. We've gone to Pittsburgh. We've gone to Pittsburgh to buy furniture before. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> we have an Ikea, so now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's only a half hour to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, accessibility. When everything is, like, right in front of you, you get bored. You don't mm-hmm. do it, you know? Mm-hmm. When everything is outside your window, you're just like, I don't want to do any of it. It's like when I play that Grand Theft Auto game. As soon as they started making it, like, open world... I was like, you know what? I can do anything I want. I'll do nothing. <laughs> I'll just sit here and do nothing. I'm not going to steal a car. Like, if you're not going to tell me what to do, you're just going to let me do whatever. I'm just going to do something else. So it does add a little more to it, you know, to be in flyover country where it, do- it takes effort to do stuff. And that actually creates more joy in the long run mm-hmm. because you tried. You actually you, you went on an endeavor with a group of people to go see a show in Nashville. Because you truly wanted to go. Right. Not just because you're like, yeah, I guess. Sure. It's like, can you tell me what time they're gonna, the headliner is going to be on? <laughs> like getting that text in your Brooklyn fucking apartment, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> The other day, we did an we did an episode about this uh, a few months ago, where Natalie and our friend Alyssa had gone to this haunted prison in Mansfield. I told you about this. We went back this past weekend, drove up there, and it was an hour and a half up, and it was an hour and a half back. Like we went up there, and there were other people from Columbus that we knew that went there because it was just like, yeah, this is something to do. This is something you could do. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. But it was fun. It was really fun. And the thing is, you spend all this time driving around with your friends. And so, like, yeah, yeah, it's so much easier. I mean, you can jump on a switch. You can jump on a phone. You can jump on a tablet. It's like we bought we have the minivan now. And I'm just like, let's just sit. Let's just jump in this thing. Let's go ride fucking sleds, you know, up in Cleveland, (laughs) Cuyahoga National Park or something. Okay, so the term flyer country is refers to the general economic, developmental, cultural, and political differences between the urban, coastal, and rural central regions of the United States, which is what we've been talking about. Wait, yeah. what, one more time? DJ Screw, run it back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was just saying how the term flyover country is in reference to the economic, developmental, cultural, and political differences between urban, coastal, and rural, central regions so of the United States. Rural, central. So they're taking on the whole thing. It really is the whole thing versus like New York and L.A.? Yeah, is that coast, what it is? Yeah. Yeah, Seattle and Portland, they think they're cool too. But Por- Spokane, Washington. What about so that? that's flyover country technically. Is that what you're saying? Probably. Because it's in eastern Washington, yeah. right? Yeah, that's in like racist Washington. Whenever it's not the big city on that's the like Pacific Idaho. Northwest places. <laughs> that's too close to Idaho. And there's like a whole area. It's just all like tainted by it. <laughs> I, did, um, I did spend some time in Idaho. We did a show there. Uh, that... It's probably a tough place to be in. <laughs> were you in what town were you in? Des Moines. Yeah, Iowa. Sorry, Idaho. Never I've never even been to Idaho. We've been That's to how Idaho. much of a flight over it's it rough. is. Sorry. It's now rough. we've now we've <laughs> I've been to Iowa. Iowa is super normal to me. It is. Because when you leave Columbus, which is in the middle of the state and you go west. You leave Columbus and you go through Indiana and it's like flat in fields. You go through Illinois, it's flat in fields. You go to Iowa and you're like, well, I guess it's just like this. And everybody's fucking normal the whole way. Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, I did like Iowa. I really like it. And that's why the thing is. is but the South is not. The South. Is, I don't. I feel like we got to make like what's the bottom part of that? I you guess think the South is flyover too. Yeah, they don't want to be in the South either. They hate it. We're the same. This is. I'm sorry. I'm being elitist to the South, but that we're thrown in the same trash bin uh, with them as far as the coastal elites are concerned, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and you know, if there's people that have never been, and basically all that happens is when there's an election. Every four years in the electoral college doesn't go slightly left instead of slightly right. People are like, oh, Ohio, you ruined it for us. Like, that's all. <laughs> and they're like, oh, a bunch of inbred people. Like, yeah, well, I I am actually inbred. But <laughs> okay, yeah. You, I could be inbred anywhere. I actually know. Uh, so I did 23 in me, which now I know. After the fact was like bad to give the cops and the government all of my genetic data. Yeah, your kid's but gonna like, get arrested in some future crime. Yeah, I could. Right, I could. I could. And but I figure like they're gonna get it off my door handle anyway, or whatever. They're gonna get a real long. If stick. they want it, they'll get it. Right. Right. Exactly. Somebody will poke me with an umbrella as I'm getting on the bus. So I I gave my data to 23andMe and everything, but uh, everything was fine. Then I got a match the other day. It's somebody that's four and a half percent related to me, which is very, very high. So my parents are about 45 to 50 percent related to me. Not totally sure how that works. My sister is about 25 percent, 25, 28 percent, something like that related to me. And this lady pops up and she's five percent related to me. And it says she's related to me on both sides. Oh, wow. She's related to my father and my mother. Yeah, it happens. I mean... But then did you look through we're... your list and find like 10 other people who were related on both sides? Yeah, I did. I've got like probably about 25 or 30 people that are related on both sides. One of them's named Harmonica. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> that's, one rep- that's, a, that's a relative you want to claim. I mean, it's just going gonna, it's, it's gonna to happen. I do have to say when I moved back to Columbus, like everybody looked the same to me. Like, I felt like everybody looked like my family members because I, (laughs) I mean, my family moved to the suburbs, but when I moved back, I pretty much lived like 
a couple blocks away from my grandma's house was. So my family like ran like that was their stomping grounds is right there in the Clintonville area, Morse Road or whatever. But I'm at the library and shit. Like there's people that look like my sister. I'm like, that looks like fucking my mom from behind. <laughs> so I mean, it's a small gene pool wherever you go. Yeah. I mean, I think that. You know, peop- a lot of people are finding their soulmates, like, right at their high school and shit. They're not, like, you know, looking much farther beyond outside of the state boundaries, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, Flyer Country, which is the entire whole area uh-huh. in between. But also there is specifically the Midwest, which I think is more, like, a separate entity as opposed to the whole shebang. So I thought we'd also talk about that because I couldn't get that many more facts about flyover country. The Midwest is funny because I have always considered Ohio to be in the Midwest. Now, people outside of the United States, you know, Midwest is some kind of term. It's to the eastern half of the country. Yeah, it makes sense. It's east of the Mississippi. But at the time, they were like, this is the middle of as far west as we've gotten is Ohio and Indiana. Right. Like the fucking colonists or whatever. They're like, there's nothing beyond here. Like, this a, is this is as far as the Europeans have got. This is the only important part. It's a misnomer, but it is people that surround like the Great Lakes and shit, right? You know, the casserole people. The thing about it is that I feel like a lot of the flyover country hatred even comes from folks that left the Midwest and went to the city. And they're just because they hate the Midwest so much, you know, right. like they fleed and then they went there and created something about how much they hate the Midwest, you know. Oh, <laughs> so you think it? So you think it's like you really, you don't really deeply hate something unless you identify with some part of it. <laughs> sure, I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of people I see that that have that like trajectory. Part of being in the Midwest and like you mentioned, Chicago being flyover, which I don't think it is. Uh, because it's annoying in a large scale way, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like hard, like the big the thing about these coastal elites is that they think they're so elite because living in their cities, like living in New York, is just a assault all the time. It's miserable to be there. It takes forty five minutes, and you have to walk two miles every every way you try to go somewhere. It costs you know a hundred dollars a fucking day to live. Chicago has that same energy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of those places where, like, in Columbus, people go to, like, make it big. They're like, I'm shipping off to Chicago. I just graduated. <laughs> I'm going to go be a graphic designer or something. <laughs> and then they bounce their ass back, like, right back to Columbus, you know. I'm not into that grind. And there's, like, it is. It is a grind. That's the culture of big cities. It's yeah. just grinding, grinding constantly. Constantly. Throat it's slitting. like we have everything, everything here that you would want. But the thing that I always, whenever I've, I talk about this kind of stuff, something I always point out is the amount of freedom you have by living somewhere that does not have that going on. Like, you have, it's so much easier to start up projects and take up hobbies and all that kind of stuff when you're not paying out the nose for every single thing that happens in your fucking life all day long. That's how it is. Uh, my wife making the move from D.C. to Columbus, she's like, wow, I have a lot less projects here. But she also has a lot less nights where I have to go pick her up from the train station at, like, 8 p.m., you know? Mm-hmm. And she's been there for 12 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it's just, like, the pace is a little more, like... 
Yeah, we'll get to that on Monday, I guess. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You'd be like, eh. It's so much easy. It's like so much of a load off your mind. And when it's like so expensive like that, it's just like if anything happens, it's like the shit hits the fan immediately. I just think about it. it bugs me out. Yeah, if anything happens to us in Columbus, I'm like, okay, the shit is going to hit the fan in seven months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, I'm going to have to get an apartment for $500. We're going to have a rebuilding phase. It's yeah. like, right. 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 Exactly. So why? Right. <laughs> and like, you can still get a place for, you know, under $1,000. Absolutely. You know? I went the other day. Uh, I was like, oh, I want to go. I want to look at music stuff because I haven't gone and looked at, like, keyboards or anything in a while. I thought, well, I'm going to go and look at music stuff. But I'll do it before the holidays because I don't want to get caught up in the rush. And I went out at, like, 3 o'clock four o'clock and I'm coming back and it's rush hour and I was like there's so there's so many cars I had to wait at a stoplight what is going on and I texted Natalie I was like Natalie I'm not even home she's like I know I'm like there's cars everywhere she's like it's rush hour and I was like it's gonna take me like 15 minutes to get home from the music (laughs) store what the fuck is going on (laughs) like and like we were in Philly like it's like a summer two ago I really like Philly yeah, it's a great place. If I had to leave Ohio for some reason, I would move to Philly. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's, like, not fun to drive there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done much driving there, actually, so that's probably why I like it more. Like, we, I think we just, like, didn't drive the whole time. We just, yeah, like, with the parking, like, and, and with the traffic. Like, in Columbus, like, some, there's some places where the parking is a little tight, but, like, just park somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird. It's weird because there's like, there's not enough people for here to be for there to be traffic. But like, during going to work and coming back, there is traffic. Traffic. Yeah. yeah. But then you you hear like the loudest complaints from like suburban people about like going to like Fourth of July or to some sort of like Blue Jackets or and it's like, well, you're the traffic. You all drove <laughs> down here. <laughs> You're all such big fans of the Blue Jackets. That's why there's traffic. It's not because, like, everybody is out here just driving their cars around all the time. Right, right, (laughs) right. Like, it's relatively manageable uh, most of the time. Yeah. And you mentioned the Blue Jackets. Uh, we, We went to a hockey game a few years ago. It was really fun. Right when they first started, they started out of out of. Nothing. They were like an expansion team, right? NHL hockey team. And I remember they were giving the tickets away and giving the tickets away. And nobody wanted to come to it. And they had this big new stadium and everything. We went a few years back and then I went to look up tickets. And it's like, oh, you can get tickets. They're like 80 bucks. And I was like, I'm. Th- do you know what I can do with 80 bucks? I can have, I can have a fun time with 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> The only time, only people I know that go get them half price, like nationwide, like insurance, oh. they employ people and they give that. They're the ones that are padding the stands because the okay. only people that I know that see that are nationwide employees. That's like a private. That's like a private team. Nationwide, nationwide arena. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. The other, the other t- one is uh, the Columbus Crew, our shitty ass fucking foot, our <laughs> foosball team, whatever you call it. <laughs> A European football team. 
Like they're the worst attendance in the league, and they're about to get like a million bajillion dollar stadium built for them. But I always wanted to go. I always wanted to be like our team, our town. That was like their slogan. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. And it was like forty five dollars a person. I was like, there's three of us though. That's a <laughs> yeah, lot. Right, right. And that's for, that's the ticket price. That's not the transaction fees. That's not taxes. And, right? right. Yeah. Parking at the stadium. Parking. Twelve dollars for a pretzel. You know. The- <laughs> You know the routine. You can't go and not get sodas and pretzel and stuff, right? No, I live for it. I mean, I, I get the full experience always. Like, I don't go unless that's what it is. I mean, it's yeah. silly to go there to be counting your fucking pennies, you know, trying to make a bargain with, like, some <laughs> concession now, stand person. Now, I remember, did you have this experience when you were a kid, Brett, is your folks would take you to the zoo. And when I grew up, it was the Cincinnati Zoo. We would go... And there was a special place they would park. It was like in front of somebody's house. And we would walk, (laughs) we would walk like five or six blocks. And we would go in, we would take these coolers with us, and then we would go, and we would never pay for the zoo food. We would go in, and we'd eat the fucking grapes out of the cooler. (laughs) (laughs) The picnic spots. Yeah. Yeah, the Columbus Zoo has those picnic points. Mm -hmm. And uh, my family never took me to the zoo. But when I went with other families, they we would always walk right past the hot pretzels, mm-hmm. right past the hamburgers, the hot corn dogs, and French fries, and have bologna sandwiches <laughs> right? right at the yeah. picnic place. Yeah, yeah they ab- still have them. And I'm I'm like you. I'm like, no, you're gonna get the corn dog. Well, yeah. Let's so let's do this. Let's do this uh, flyover country discussion. Scott Walker, you know him, Wisconsin guy. Yeah, dumbass from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes, Union Buster asshole. Yeah. A lot of people gave him shit because he eats like a ham sandwich. He just packs two ham sandwiches for lunch every single day. And I feel like that's extremely flyover country (laughs) shit. (laughs) And you both eat gross food. I do a show with a guy that's like, thinks he's a prince. Uh, He wouldn't dare eat like a sandwich like that. How do you feel about just like... Packing a sandwich? Yeah. If you gotta... I feel like if you gotta go somewhere every day... You can't be paying for Wendy's spicy chicken. Like that's my that's my feeling. Thank you. Someone on the left finally uh, finally says we need some personal responsibility here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you can't extrapolate like that. I would no. Always, <laughs> <laughs> I would always pack a sandwich because like usually your job sucks and they only give you half an hour for lunch. That's not long enough for me to go somewhere and get something to eat. I mean. I work from home and I still eat a peanut butter and jelly every single day of my life. I have like my most favorite one and I make it every single day and I don't feel like I should, there's any complaint <laughs> to be had. Like I shouldn't expect anything. I, I'm grateful to have that, mm-hmm. you know, like same with an egg salad or a ham salad. Like it just gets it done. I had tuna salad for breakfast today. See? <laughs> Mayonnaise, mayonnaise. You, that should be. That's a big subsection of flyover country. That's, we love it. They hate us for our mayonnaise. <laughs> There's certain things where if I don't have mayonnaise, I won't eat it. I um, I make fry sauce. You know where yeah. you mix the mayonnaise and ketchup together. It's yeah. called fry sauce. Yeah, right. Yeah, I borrowed that shit from whoever, whatever genius in the Midwest came up with it. As soon as I found out about it. Every single time I make hamburgers or fries at home, I'm mixing up fry sauce in the house. Lots of Lowry seasoning in there, too. That's right, right. Yeah. And that's if you go somewhere 
they'll give you a little tiny precious silver cup of fry sauce, but they call it aioli. Oh, I mean now, yeah, I mean it's a, yeah, that's like at the hipster places that try to do like the gross food, but you know, for did artisanally. Did you see? I love some Midwest gross food though. I like. Yeah, we have to. That yeah, we definitely have to. The flyover country spread. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you had? Now, this is my favorite Ohio food. Have you had the Ohio style chicken sandwiches? What is it? Where it's like the it's like the chicken that it's like shredded and then it's in like the white sauce. Oh yeah, those are so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't had one in forever, but I loved them when I was younger. But they're uh, good. They're, they're, they're really good. They're good. good. They're yeah. gross. Like they're good, right? It's like, just a you crock know, pot. You yeah, know, yeah. shredded chicken. Yeah. Yes, you know it's not like upscale to eat it, but you're like fuck it. No. Like give me three of them. No, my my uh, my father in law. They lived in Zanesville, and there's a place out there called Tom's Ice Cream Bowl that's been doing yeah. ice cream and sandwiches for you know seventy years now. And he or he's like, I just can't get enough of these chicken sandwiches, and it's an enriched white bun. Yeah, <laughs> with just a scoop of that fucking chicken white. Gravy shredded bullshit. <laughs> you know what? Do you know how Natalie makes it? Uh, okay, so we had a, we had a Fourth of July party because we are in flyover country. Uh huh. We were gonna have a fucking Day Fourth of July right? party out in the yard. One year, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna fuck with like doing anything. I'm just gonna make a big pot of chicken sandwiches. <laughs> and we had a friend who came, and he was from England. He had oh. never had a chicken sandwich. He went bananas for him. Nice. He was eating two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> wow but i made the finest chicken sandwiches you had to get your chicken you slow cook it with the, with the crock pot you shred it up put your cream of mushroom soup in it yes that's just you i that, do one can of cream of mushroom soup and one can of cream of chicken soup yeah and then the secret ingredient are you ready for it uh-huh a crushed up bag of potato chips. Oh, yum! <laughs> That's smart. That's the That's secret ingredient. Smart. People licked the crock pot out. Like, smart. I thought I made more than ever anyone would so ever sneaky. eat. So sneaky. Yes. That's, you're eating potato chips, baby. So, yeah. I mean, we, it's harsh winters here, right? You have to have, uh, you have to have hearty dishes. Uh, we just had Thanksgiving and people... This is so nice for me to speak to, like, honest Midwestern folks because Brian is, like, a fake-ass flyover country wannabe motherfucker because he's, you know, he, like, is not into mayonnaise and he's not into cream of mushroom soup. But I also read a comment from one of our listeners from England that was like, what exactly are you guys doing to fucking green beans over there <laughs> that makes so many people complain about them? We're wrecking them. Yeah. <laughs> but... My mom sent my mom did my mom made Thanksgiving food but she didn't have us over. She had her own thing, but she sent a plate home for me and it had that on there and it was just I was like cream of mushroom soup is like the secret ingredient. To everything. It's just like it's just savory <laughs> boldness, like robustness. Uh-huh. So like <laughs> oh. If you in the fucking cream of mushroom soup, okay, it's like salt, it's yeah. cream, it's a little bit of like mushroom funk. I'm sure it has MSG or something. Yeah. In it. But if you took that and you put it in a cup that was one and a half ounces 
and you served it at some fucking restaurant and they're like, the chef sends this with his compliments, you would be like, oh, mwah. oh, it's so good. Yeah, just like in one little and you have to put the whole spoon in your mouth. Yeah, if you like, got a little taste. You're right. If you got a little tiny teaspoon of a taste of cream of mushroom soup, you'd be like, oh, fuck, I want some more of that right now. <laughs> I want a whole can of that in my mouth. That would be nine bucks. They could do that. Nine bucks, easy. You know, and we did uh, beef stroganoff was a big popular one. Cream of mushroom soup with egg noodles. With uh, when I turned vegetarian, we did veggie meatballs. So that was like one of my big crossover meals. <laughs> right. That was like a hit. Um, and you know, uh, mayonnaise also a big part of it. Mayonnaise ends up in uh, mashed potatoes. Thanksgiving we had mashed potatoes and cheesy potatoes. Do you have multiple potatoes at your get-togethers? Uh, we would have mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes. Oh, do you do? How do you do your sweet potatoes? Whenever. Uh, my family has made them. They have made them with all this crap on them. Yeah, I love that. I like them plain, <laughs> but I... You're my wife. See, but I, but traditional, let's do... Traditional flyover country, brown sugar, marshmallows, like sweet yeah. all the way. My... Yeah. Dessert. My yeah. family, almost all my family is con- from Kentucky and Tennessee, and they would do mashed potatoes, and then they would do sweet potatoes with marshmallows, brown sugar, and raisins. And the raisins would Ooh. swell up Ooh. and, like, suck up the sugar. Oh, <laughs> God. That sounds even better. That's, like, even more decadent. My put the pecans on it? Yeah, yeah. And my, yeah, my family, yeah, they would do that. But that was, like... That was a whole thing in itself. They would also do all of these different, they would call it salad, but it was like marshmallows and pudding. Yeah, I'd say salad is a loose term, especially with the mayonnaise and stuff too, when it comes to flyover country food. Because we do have a lot. Watercress salad. I had a, uh, uh, we had a listener mention this. We had talked about ambrosia salad, which has pineapple. And what, pineapple and marshmallows and something? And then pistachios. Pistachios. Yeah. And pistachios. In the watercress salad. Okay, Watergate. Watergate? Watergate salad. Watercress is like actually a plant. Have y'all had pretzel salad? No. What's pretzel salad? (laughs) Pretzel salad is, um, well, from the way I had it prepared, crushed up pretzels make like a base, like on the bottom of the pan. Uh-huh. Uh, and then cream cheese and then jello on top of that. And then you cut out little pieces of it. It's kind of like a Starbucks cranberry bliss bar, but um, <laughs> the lowest rent possible version. That, that sounds good, though. Yeah, it's I like pretzel crust, cream cheese with and jello. jello on top. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That sounds like you would go over some other kid's uh, birthday party. You'd be like, all right. We're about to do it. Let's get some cake. And they're like, instead of cake, we're having dirty worms. And then yeah. You're like, <laughs> yes. What's dirty worms? And it's like, my mom takes a whole pound of gummy worms, and then she steps on a bunch of Oreos and rolls it in the Oreo dust, and you eat it. And you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I had pumpkin poo at somebody's house. Pumpkin poo? Yeah, it was like pumpkin, uh, pumpkin pie filling with uh, vanilla cake mix. Like half baked, like gooey shit. It was pretty good. Like molten lava. Wow. Yeah. Canned pumpkin is not pumpkin. I just learned this like what last is it? year. It's usually squash. Well, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe uh, we so we we like the taste of squash then, not canned pumpkin. Yeah. Well, see the pumpkin pie. The canned pumpkin is weird because uh, my mom brought us pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. 
and uh, I dropped a, I actually dropped a piece of it today, and I fully cleaned it up so nobody would know. But I kind of caught it with my hand, and it was like orange, and it had the same consistency as like dog diarrhea. <laughs> and I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> This is the worst thing I've ever touched, and it's like orange. So it's like, yeah, the dog was sick, but I I ate it off you my finger. Yeah, it does. It is stringy sometimes, like a butternut squash or like some sort of other squash. Pumpkins aren't filled with like pumpkin, and also like it's, it's just like, the outsides. Like it's yeah. mostly hollow. Like right. it's a horrible fucking thing to grow. To like. <laughs> To harvest for food. So, like, on the topic of, like, all this, like, dope-ass, like, flyover country food, you know what they they do not have anywhere else, which to me is, like, unbelievable because they are so good, is those goddamn Buckeyes. Like, oh, Buckeyes. Like the, key, like, the little chocolates that you make. Other places, they just don't have them. You should explain what a Buckeye is. That is when you have, the, it's like a ball of peanut butter, and then you... Dip it in chocolate, so it looks like a buckeye that comes off of a tree. In but people, I'm not sure if you know what that is. But it's our, our state chocolate, yeah, it's our city, <laughs> our city chocolate. Ohio is the Buckeye state, right. which is probably hard to remember if you're not from Ohio, right? Or if you don't know what a buckeye is. The biggest team in town here is the Ohio State Buckeyes, and I've always wondered if like. Brutus the Buckeye is a fearsome foe because he is like a nut that has been turned into a man. <laughs> so he's just like ravaged with like psychosis, like you know, like this guy, this motherfucker doesn't know anything. Doesn't you know, like very new to being alive. Um, very very simple, very simple needs. Was no really fear. just looking for water to yeah. grow into a tree, yeah. but now has like a full like muscular body to deal with. <laughs> You, if you want to know the power of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, this is important for flyover country because this and this is where Texas combines us. There was a million-dollar stadium for a high school mm-hmm. in Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And here in flyover country, no one will respect your college unless they know you got a good football team. Right. Right, unless right. they have heard, seen you on the rankings, or you're in, you're one of the Big Ten teams, you ain't really shit. You right. know, it's true. In the Buckeyes, it's my understanding that they're so popular because they win all the time. They win very frequently. Right. I mean, I I don't keep track. <laughs> are they not winning this year? No, they win. They just have a bullshit schedule. I mean, like the beginning. It's a the college football is a weird thing because. The first teams are like paying money to get the spot just to get like no they're like doing an ad campaign by oh. getting their asses kicked by the Buckeyes. Are they really? <laughs> the first few teams, yes. Cuz they always play like Western Hawaii Polytechnic <laughs> like for go. the first 5 games yep. and it's like, well the Buckeyes defeated them 63 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, this is like a fucking, it's literally a billion dollar football team. You're like, yeah, they're everything yeah. here. I mean, they take over everything. When it's a game day, the whole day is different. You can't go to certain parts of town. Mm-hmm. There are people gathering in their living rooms. They're screaming at the television. There are really nice people that are saying the meanest things in the world about anyone from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened this weekend, right? Right. And it's... 
psychotic. Like I try to insulate myself from it, but it's like truly psychotic. It's unavoidable. You're too you, close to the center of it. We're, it's right here. Yeah. yeah, we're close to campus and every street sign, there will be a street sign that has an M in it. It'll be like... Uh, Main Street. Main Street. <laughs> They'll go, somebody will go and put a red X over the M in Main Street because they just go completely psychotic and and back in the 90s everybody put these stickers that's stickers and magnus that said support our troops it was trivial to cross off to to scratch out the t and scratch off a little of the r so it says support our poops right i did it i think <laughs> i think many people did it i'm not gonna sure. say i was the creator of it i think it's like the mechanical reaper many people had the idea at the same time it, it was, was waiting hit, it to was happen fat at the time you know <laughs> i've seen this I, <laughs> i've seen this zero times do you know how easy it would be pocket knife to change buckeyes to fuck eyes and yet i've never seen it anywhere yeah. you would get murdered <laughs> you go to the grocery store on game day and everybody is wearing ohio state jerseys that are like the personal property of the grocery store employees they're like i'm the guy i'm number 34 today yeah, we don't. We don't see as, as we should see more backlash. I'd like to see more fuck eyes out there, <laughs> for sure. But you know, uh, it is a big part of it is a big part of the congregation. I dated people in my life that, like, their entire Sundays were consumed. They were like, or Saturdays. I'm sorry. They were like, uh, "What do you mean? What are we going to do, Brett? What do you mean? We're it's the Buckeyes are playing. We're going to my parents' house." They have a Buckeyes bathroom, right? You know? <laughs> Buckeyes-themed bathroom. Right. Um, or if they're real clever, a Michigan-themed bathroom. If if you get on Realtor.com and you look up houses in Columbus, Ohio, it is amazing how many of them have an Ohio State room. Yes. You have to have a shrine. You have to let people know what you're proud of. Right? Who are you here for? Obviously, this college. The Buckeyes? It's like... <laughs> just going here, be... just spin in circles and look around and just remind myself I'm a Buckeye. Yeah. Yeah, even though I, a... I didn't actually go to yeah. the school, I'm just their biggest fan. Right. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. The way they play football, I love it. It'll be a room. It'll be a square room, like white drywall, and then at waist height, it will have a border that with that OSU logo. And then I did that myself. Looks pretty good, huh? There, and, used to, there used to be a house like right over by here where the outside of it was painted in OSU colors. Oh man! And they had like the stripes on the on the garage door, so it kind of looked like a helmet. <laughs> Their whole house. They lived in an Ohio State house. Yeah, I mean, you know, people got. Nothing else besides the achievements of their local football team, you know? <laughs> That's what they love them. I'm not going to begrudge anybody their happiness. The only thing, and this is like not controversial to say, the only thing is that the players should get paid. Yeah, that's, that's all. I think the that's players the should get problem. paid. Yeah. I think if you pay the players, and it would be like, a token amount given how much the program makes. It is weird too here because this is where like those players got in trouble for getting tattoos and stuff. And it's like, this is a place where you play good football and they worship you. Like you should be able to walk around and have someone cut your fucking hair and shine your shoes and give you a tattoo. (laughs) Like, because we, we put football so high 
above anything else. Um, and it's so harmful to your body to play that. They're damaging themselves every time they go out there to do that. Absolutely. And, 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 and it still is a big part of our culture. And I still see Buckeye parties, Buckeye rooms. And I know it's happening like in all over the flyover country places. I mean, they don't have they don't have grass in fucking New York City. <laughs> they, they, they can't play football anywhere because there's no goddamn grass. So they don't get it, you know? That's why that's why, you know, it's not a part of their culture. But it's too hot in fucking Los Angeles to play fucking football. I hate football. So. You hate football. <laughs> I hate football. I I mean, you know, there's something about it. I think it is it's just something old about it that I am like it's the same with professional wrestling where like those guys are doing damage to themselves. And I'm just like, I believe they know that, you know, like I think that they understand what's going on here. I mean, let people make that fucking decision. But but not getting paid is the fuck thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, someone should say, like, you know, you're going to ring your bell a few times here. It's going to take 10 to 15 years off your life, you know. But here's a check. It's like, well, now I get to actually weigh the the pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. You need that check, girl. You can't weigh anything. You, You need the check. Yeah. But it is, but, you know, Flyover Country does worship football. To a harmful degree. I would agree with that. Well, I grew, I grew up in Cincinnati, and we had the Cincinnati Bengals, which were, like, always bad. And then I think the curtain got pulled back. I was about seven. Uh, the Bengals suddenly did real well one year. There was Icky Woods, who did a little dance. The shuffle. The Icky Shuffle, right? Yeah. He did a little dance when he did well. Everybody in town was like, oh, we love the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the hometown team. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the Super Bowl and lost, and everybody went back to fuck the Bengals. See, so, yeah, this is a good – I think this is a good contrast of uh, flyover country because, like, Texas A&M in Austin was gigantic, and it took over. It, it was the most Buckeye-like situation I've had where I've been like – you know, oh my god, there's a game happening. I didn't realize it. I need to fucking get away from this place as much yeah. as possible. People are just like passing out on the street and puking into the air and just going <laughs> fucking nuts. Right. <laughs> and uh, so in, in a Columbus, like the Buckeyes are huge and a big thing. But when I lived in Dallas, the Cowboys were there. And it was really neat because every Monday when I took the bus – there, all the fans were talking about it. Like, there was just a constant thing that happened in the city. You know, people keeping tabs on, like, the, the football team. The major league football makes a big deal, makes it a big deal. But, you know, when it comes down to college, that's like a special, that's a special little thing that we do here. I will say that uh, I have a cousin who lives in Texas. And he collects all of the memorabilia for, like, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And he has so much stuff that he's been on the news and stuff. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Prolific collectors. Mm -hmm. And in my head, like, my mom is the one who who told me all about about it. And so in my head, I always had to stop myself when I tell the story. Because when when my mom told me about it, she said, he collects all that memorabilia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I had to actually stop myself to make sure I didn't say that like well, accidentally before. She's know. a reader. She doesn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's read it. She doesn't. I like it. it though. It's fine. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is tough as how to live here. Um, I just came back from California a couple weeks ago, and it was like really crazy to think like, why did anybody like stay 
in the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you like put down roots there? The, The winters are just very tough. Yeah, I mean, and it's not it's not the coldness to me. I don't care about the temperatures. Like it was thirty four today, which is a little above freezing in Fahrenheit, and the there were like ten or fifteen mile an hour winds. It was not super pleasant. It rained a little bit, and that's not great. But like the gray skies, just everything being so dim for like five months is what does it for me. It's oppressive. Yeah. Yeah, there was some recent article that said we had more gray days in, like, Seattle. And, like, we were, like, number seven on the list of, like, gloomiest places to live. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just have to have a strategy, right? Right. Do you see that big white thing over there? We have a giant... In the middle of the room, a fake yes. sun lamp. Yeah. That's a that's a full spectrum sun lamp. We turn that on when we're sitting up here, but you do it during the day because you don't do it at night, so the fake sun doesn't keep you away. Sure, <laughs> but you can soak up some of that like real feel sun mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Just bees it down on you, get, right? It's oh, supp- I'm gonna get one. It's supposed to work. <laughs> I'm into it. I mean, I try to persevere through the winters, but. Um, I mean, they they just win. I mean, eventually you just have to, and but that's with everything. I mean, with life, you have to eventually give in and just say, "I'm not in control here." And, right. You know, and like it seems the like season it's worse the... every year is the issue. It's like when I was younger, it didn't seem to bother me as much, but now it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's flipping. It's flipping for me. I, I'm like in a I'm in a cycle now where I've I've had okay winters and bad summers. But now I feel like I'm heading into a winter and I'm like not ready for it at all. And I want to try to dig myself out of it (laughs) before it happens. It's, uh, yeah, it's December. This is the fun part. But then you get into like February and you're like, what the fuck is going on? You start looking at the walls and they start like breathing and shit. And you're like... You wonder when the last time you showered was. You know? Well, February is the worst because that's when the weather gets the worst too. It's not yeah. like it, even the length of it, but that's when it starts getting bad. Yeah. Like right now, it's just like, brr. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, you're right. It's just like nothing. Like, oh, I'll put a cute scarf Ooh, on. Or January, we'll start actually having winter weather, like having snow. Yeah, scary pretty- shit. Like we'll start we like, have, I can't I can't stop shaking right now. I right. can't stop fucking shaking right now. Right. That's when we start getting snow like pretty consistently. In February is when we start getting those motherfuckers. And that's when they start fucking closing school. And then it drags on into April every year. Yeah, it's tough it's tough living. I do feel like stronger for it and I you know, I, I do like the challenge. But you do have to pay for it. I think I have more tolerance for the weather in Columbus because I'm originally from northeastern Ohio. And it is really awful up there. Yeah, that lake effect snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare up there. And so to me, like comparing it to that weather, it is like tropical. When we when we did like uh, Wisconsin and uh, Minneapolis and shit, is that that's the same place? No, Minneapolis is Minnesota. They yeah. feel, I always feel like they're, they're the same. close. They're cl- they're it's not close. The, it's it's like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a six hour drive. I do is it every six hours from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, wow. it's a long ass drive. It's like five and a half or something. Yeah. Wow. They're not close at all. I thought they were the twin cities. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my mind they're in my mind they're close, and I'm sure people that aren't from here are like it's like fucking way up there. We went there when it was actually warm, and their bus benches are turned backwards 
because of the level of plowing that they have to do where like the snow piles up so it can go up the backside of the bench and like instead of like covering the whole bench up, you know? <laughs> we were in North Dakota and they have like things next to the road so you know where the road is. Oh really? Yeah, you just that? like guidelines. Yeah, like they had like little poles because obviously, like in the wintertime, like the snow yeah. was like three feet tall, and so like they needed to have something to show you where the roads were. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that was when we went and drove around. And we were like, let's go to North Dakota, and we were like, oh, there's nothing. There's here. not a lot of stuff here. Nothing. It's not just hard very, living. It's not just, very dense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that what it is is that, you know, the people on the coast, they spend all their money for convenience and they don't even use it. And we like a challenge and we really relish in it. And that, you know, at the end of the day, it's more enjoyable to, like, fight through, have going to do something be an arduous task than something you just dial up on an app on your phone. Right. You know what the other thing is that I think I always think about when I think comparing, like, living in, like... A coastal area with like tons of people compared to how it is where we are if you live somewhere like new york city it is very easy for you to curate a group of friends where everyone's exactly like you yeah and you create these like echo chambers of like whatever you want to hear and you never really get a chance to like interact as much with people who who don't have anything in common with you yeah you never see any real tree right <laughs> you never have to go wait in line with somebody that's eaten like three Gas station hot dogs for lunch. <laughs> but the thing, and the thing is, though, you might go to the gas station, and there might be a guy there wearing like full camo with like fluorescent stripes, and like whatever he's doing, he's doing something else. Yeah, there's, well, there's woods around here. It's double meat country. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. It's different. <laughs> like there's people doing other shit. They're not cool. They just will not bother you. They're just playing out in the woods. You say hi to them, and this is apparently foreign, is you're not supposed to walk by people on the street and, like, say hi and talk to them. (laughs) This is apparently unusual, but you, like, talk to the people in camo and stuff, and you, like, will have a very small conversation with them, and they're, when I say cool, I mean, like, you talk to them and they're normal to you. This is something where, you know, we went other places, and I will say we went to the south, and we were in Georgia, and you will talk to people, and people will be, like, nice and normal and, like, friendly to you. I know we went to some other places, like the Pacific Northwest, beautiful, there's lots of cool people there, but I know you would, like, kind of try to talk to people, and people would be like, why are you fucking talking to me? Like, I don't know you. It's a phrase. I don't even know, I don't even know your name. Why would you say hi to me? Like, because you're another person. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough spot. Uh, yeah, some of the, the Portland audience I've had trouble with a couple of times because they're very just, like, you know, don't know what's going on. They're just, like, frozen. Are they really? Yeah, there's it, there's not it's not like a raucous crowd from what I you know from what I've experienced. Yeah, and here I mean people do small talk, but I mean they probably hate you. I feel like it's some part of like uh, part of the culture here is a lot of passive aggressiveness as well, where it's like you will talk to somebody, but then in the back of your mind you're like, what is, are they going to like hit me over the head and take my money or something? <laughs> you know, <laughs> when when I actually so when I did my birthday party. 
when I was 19, I was old enough to gamble in Canada. So we went up north to Windsor, Canada. Yeah. And when we were in the taxi, somebody said, I know you're from Ohio because you say thank you. <laughs> they said that that's how they knew. What? That we were polite. Yeah, they said that we said sorry and thank you for everything. So, But I tell my kid, like, you have to say thank you. Yeah. So in other parts of the country, I... People I'm... just let it slide, I think. Yeah. It's not as important. Mm, I don't like that. If I, you know what, every I will time do. I always say to my, I say to my daughter too, like, you know what, I shouldn't have to be reminding you. Of yes, this. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you're. I shouldn't have to tell you. You should automatically say thank you. <laughs> this is like forever, like for the rest of your life. You say it. <laughs> this is the phase. Is, but yeah. this is the thing, though. This is the thing with the thank you, though. Is like. I will gladly, like, if I even barely know who you are, I'm like, oh, you're the guy from over there that I saw at the store, right? But I will do something <laughs> for him. I will, like, go and do something and do a favor for some guy that takes me, like, half an hour or 40 minutes. And if they're like, oh, cool, thank you. If they say thank you, I'm, like, totally fine. I will do anything for anybody if they say thank you but if i this is the dark side of the thank you brett if if i do a favor and i've done favors for people and they haven't said thank you and i'm like what is your fucking problem you <laughs> you're there will be for again no no <laughs> like you can't even say thank you that's supposed to be automatic at your age yeah there will be blood moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where the thinking. blood feuds come from. You're just going to choke somebody to death. And it's like, you should have said thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean. I mean, uh, my daughter, it's like second nature to her. And people are like, how do you get her to do it? And I was like, I do it every single time. That's how I'm very thorough. Yes. <laughs> That's the only way. Like, you can't just tell them to do it. You have to fucking do it yourself. But, you know, we do say sorry way too much and it's a compulsion and as soon as i start like being like saying sorry for stuff i'm like i'm, I'm sorry for saying sorry <laughs> you know? like that is a very midwestern I, that is a midwestern part of like the the culture right if you've never apologized for saying sorry too right. much you are not from around here that's true that's absolutely true i've yeah. i've done that yeah we you know like we would never impose like, I wear so much, like, pink and, like, bright yellow and all these crazy colors. And whenever I go out, like, everybody's in just, like, gray or black or navy blue. And people are not trying to impose on anybody else. Like, it's a subdued thing, but I feel like it is better than, like, trying to be, like, a shining star. He's like, everybody goes along to get along, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know... As a default, you should always apologize for being alive or being around. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just standing here. I'm so. making things slightly more crowded. I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm just right here. I'm in, I'm control of this body. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. The other one, the other one is uh, Ope. What about Ope? I found out two years ago, Brett. I think it was two years, less than two years ago. It's specifically Midwestern to go, oh, nope. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When you mess up. I thought that was everywhere, but I, I, if you're in not. someone's way, if like you just real quickly something comes up on you, 
<laughs> let's go. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to be here. Oh, uh, real, real quick. Oh. Scoop by you here. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hope is a very useful mm-hmm. phrase mm-hmm. in the Midwest. I also heard that you guys as like uh, something that you use for a group of people is like not is like pretty localized around here. I do know that everybody around me does that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a it's a problem. Me and Brian butt heads about it because I feel like it should be changed. And he's like, it's not gendered. And I was like, but it is gendered. <laughs> it, it, but like, all the, I fight with more women about it. I end up fighting with more women. And I'm just like, fine, fine. Say you guys. Because even the women in my life are like, I don't mean it like that. I just have always said you guys when I for stuff, you know? Well, I mean, that's... If, I was, if I was addressing like a group of my girlfriends, it's conceivable I would call them you guys. No, absolutely. But all of my, my wife and Brian's wife and everyone in our friend group fucking all says you guys all the women says you guys they are not i'm the, i'm like the sole person that's like leading the pals like you gals what's up you know? <laughs> like i'm the only one doing that i've said y'all i've switched i've tried I switching say y'all, y'all a lot too though yeah know? i think y'all is good i think a lot of my family is from uh lexington the lexington area so they say you all now, what are you all going to do, <laughs> right. is yeah. what they would say. I do and like I, that. I like that also. I think you should go and that. that's And that's actually specific to Lexington. You Believe should... it or not, you all. No consonants. Just don't break it down. Just say the whole thing. You all. We, yeah, got, we and... got time to sit in here. We got time to sit. Let's say both words. <laughs> <laughs> Stop smashing them together. <laughs> you know, there's something else... Um, I, this is maybe not. This is not even Midwestern, but we're just going to make this the, the Columbus episode. But we're a very small part of the country that says "ditching in line." Do you know "ditching in line"? Yeah, nobody else says that. No, no. People say like "cut in line." People say a lot of other stuff, but "ditch in line" is like a Central Ohio fucking phrase. There is something that's Northeast Ohio that Natalie has said, which is "run the sweeper." For oh. vacuuming, yeah, we were the sweeper. We, my mom and dad ran the sweeper. I yeah, still run a sweeper. You have to Ohio. run the sweeper before people come over. <laughs> but here's something that's very central Ohio: is the dishwasher needs fixed, the lawn <laughs> needs mowed. You remove to be because why would you say it? Oh yeah, I, I don't even know the what dish, you're saying there. Like <laughs> the dishwasher needs to be fixed. Sure. The dishwasher needs fixed, yes, because yeah. it's broken, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that actually sounded so natural to me. It's hard Pardon for me. <laughs> like, I can see why it's wrong, but it's like I would want to fight you. I'm like, it's not wrong. <laughs> We're doing just fine without your big city learning. <laughs> we need to make room to say you all. <laughs> yeah, you all. Now, what are you all doing? I like that. It's better than you guys. I thought you guys might want to do a quiz. There we go. We're gonna do. I want you guys to list off all the states that are in the Midwest. You guys. Mm. <laughs> well, she's technically right there. We're a couple guys. We're a couple yeah, guys yeah. guying off. Do we have to do this together? Or are we competing? 
let's compete. Let's do it in, differently. I think last time you and Rodney uh, did it as a team. I think we both. I think when Rodney and I both guessed, I think we both lost all of them. We're gonna get. We're gonna do all the states and flyover country. Midwest, the Midwest, the Midwest. Okay, Brett can go first because he's our he's our guest. The first one is the best. That's Ohio. Yeah, Ohio is in the Midwest. That's one point for Brett. Indiana. That's. Oh, you're correct, Indiana. That's a gimme because it's right there and it's shaped like half of Ohio, right? Yeah, right. I. You know what? They're with me. In spirit, and that's uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan. Yes. Yeah, I say Minnesota. They do lots of cream cheese casseroles up there. I'm sure. Yes. Illinois. I'm just heading westward. Illinois. Illinois. That's one. Who is it? I think it's, uh, who does Runza? Do y'all know Runza? No, you don't know Runza. Runza? Yeah, I gotta make it for you sometime. I think it's Kansas City out there in Kansas, which is my pick for Midwestern. But they have a fast food place that makes... Oh, Kansas is Midwest. Okay. It's hamburger and cabbage and cheese, and it's all inside of a roll. Like, it's completely enclosed, and there is a fast food restaurant there called Runza. It's some sort of, like, Germanic treat that people... It's like it's like pigs in a blanket. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's a roll. It's like, it's like uh, uh, kolaches and shit like that. It's yeah. just stuffed roll with cabbage, cheese, and hamburger. I, I would absolutely eat that, yeah. So fun. And mustard, lots of mustard, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I used to make a good one, but they, uh, definitely Kansas City... Kansas is definitely there. If Kansas is Midwest, then Missouri has to be Midwest because there's Kansas City, Missouri. That's right there. True. Yeah. Sorry, I took the easy one there. I don't know what's left. Oh, uh, you know, the big one that I love. Oh, you know what? Runza is actually, I gave Kansas all the credit for it. They're from Nebraska. <laughs> that's that's gonna make some pe- that's gonna make like seven people really yeah. happy and i'm just there's so many people there i'm just saying seven people because we don't have that many yeah i mean it's- the ones that you know like to look for spikes above the snow drifts you know i don't mind it around here the snow doesn't bother me right right i'll follow the poles <laughs> um i want to say iowa did we do Iowa? Mm-mm. Iowa. Yeah, it's regular old people out there. I mean, it was a Des Moines when we went. It was a smaller scale, but it was just regular life. I thought it was pretty through there. There's actually something called Quad Cities that's in Iowa. Have you heard of this? I don't know. They have pizza there. They have Quad City Pizza. We talked. I only know about this because Natalie researched it, and then we talked about it on our episode about what, pizza. What are the Quad Cities? Do you remember? It it's like Betten it no it's not Des Moines it's like Bettendorf and Moline <laughs> Illinois and Davenport Iowa whoa and um, East Moline East Moline it's yeah. like the four different pizzas yeah and, but no of but Iowa it, it's it's all these yeah and it's all See, these we have culture 
it's all of these smaller cities and you add them up and it's like 400,000 people. It's like actually pretty large, but they're slightly spread out among these like somewhat smaller cities. Quad Cities Pizza is a pizza that has brewer's malt in the crust mm. and they cut it in long strips. Okay. And it is a thick crust and it has a thick layer of cheese and they will put taco toppings on it. Oh, taco pizza. We didn't even get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking taco pizza is right. a staple right. of the Midwest. Right. Have you ever- Give me the sour cream packets, right? right. Mm. Have you ever had my mother's specialty, which was the veggie pizza, where you get... Scott Walker. Also, I had to defend Scott Walker. I defended Scott Walker on ham sandwiches. I also defended Scott Walker when he said, Mmm, I love veggie pizza. The the fucking veggie pizza. (laughs) The real veggie pizza. Cream cheese. You put the ranch dressing packet in the cream cheese and whip it up. And then you put it on a pizza crust. And then you just put, like, chopped up salad on it. (laughs) Yes. For those that don't know, common cookout dish in the summer yeah, it's Pillsbury crust that mm-hmm. you roll out and bake. Mm-hmm. Ranch dressing, banana. Oh no, sorry, bananas. Uh, <laughs> sorry, banana. Broccoli, carrots, peppers, green peppers. Yeah, yeah red peppers. Yeah. Cool, refreshing, and healthier than most of the other shit that we right. eat. Right now, here's the question: Have you or anyone you, you you've known called a uh, pepper a mango? No. I heard growing up that people in Cincinnati call green peppers mangoes, but I never actually heard it. I ran into a lot of them in Marion. (laughs) Okay. Really? So I think it's maybe more rural. You know what I did here is people saying warsh. Warsh. Yeah. When I lived in Marion, I worked at Subway, and people would come through and ask me for mangoes all the time. And it was green pepper. Yeah. And the first couple times someone came through and said, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but then I learned, I was like, oh, it's another one of those morons who wants a green pepper. My, uh, <laughs> oh my God. My redneck family, uh, I had one cousin that traveled the world and came back and she brought a mango to Christmas one time and it was a huge ordeal and no one would fucking try it. They thought it was the <laughs> weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> They just like shunned. They just laughed at her hysterically. Like, I'm not eating that shit. That's like when you try to get your mom to eat fish. (laughs) (laughs) I've had the same with my mom. I try to treat her to a nice dinner, and she is not interested. We had the same. We took her to Dallas and went. Took her to like this $120 lunch, and it was just like a meltdown, basically, where she was like, "I don't like or trust any of this food." Oh no. Was it like was it like the new American like foodie stuff? Yeah, for the most part, uh. it was like overlooking a park. Yeah, and just you know, uh, you know, yeah, stuff that we were t- we love, like we were totally into, but she was just too much. You know, it it just looks too different, and it's like that's Enough. that's where you draw the line sometimes, yeah. right? So you're, it's your turn to guess a, a state. Uh, that is the how many mid how many Midwest states are there? I mean, I think we've named most of them. I feel I feel like a kinship with Kentucky, but I don't think they are in there. S- S- Kentucky, they're Confederates, aren't they? Kentucky are Confederates. Are they? Yeah, I they so. they are. Kentucky is part of the South, but we got Kansas and Missouri. 
So I think Nebraska has to be part of the Midwest. <laughs> there it is. There you go. Nebraska is. I got it. I'm Nebraska. And they're the runs of people, too. We have three more, which I will point out is the number it will take for someone to win. Three more. Oklahoma is in the Midwest. Ah, oh, no. no. When I went there, though, I felt like I was in the Midwest. It was like same culture, right? Yeah, like they same were just kind of people. People blending in, people right. that were agreeable, people that did say hi, people that would talk to you, uh, and that like were also a little bit self aware enough to know like to not get too involved with what you're doing, you know? <laughs> right. Which is the Midwest to me. They'll be nice to you, but like don't tell them too much. Yeah, I mean, you know what I feel like. The one definitive thing of being living in the Midwest when we moved back was like uh, having streets where there's enough room for three cars and people park on both sides. Yeah. (laughs) So you're constantly deciding whether you're going to be the person to duck behind the cars and let the other person through. And I feel like the power move of the Midwest is to be the one that pulls over. And then while you're in your car, you can be like, all right, come on, buddy. Get out. Come on. I'm going to pull over. I got nothing better to do. Like, it's the perfect passive aggressiveness. Absolutely. Is to, like, just be like, no, you. You first. Right? It totally is. Yeah. To, like, just be out loud, like, no, I'll let you go. I'm better than you, actually, because I am more more welcoming. <laughs> when I'm in, like, a really bad mood and I need to act out in how mad I am about something, my move I always do is... Don't just don't get over. Yeah, I'm going. Just go straight. I don't trail. care what you think. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, my wife does that too. From sometimes when it's just like she's she's like they're gonna pull over anyways. I'm like you're right. You're <laughs> you're gaming the system though. We're all supposed to be feel, feel guilty here. We're all supposed to be feel guilty and pulling over, and you're just like taking it and running with it. I I always will pull over because I'm always like I need to be the nice one. Mm-hmm. But I, that is one of the ways I will lash out. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to relieve some of the pressure. Yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> Have a little up. fun, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming through. I'm fucking going. How's Stop. that? I'm like not usually passive aggressive, but my passive aggressive driving thing is when I'm at a four-way stop and I'm turning left and the other person doesn't have their blinker on and they're facing me across from the four-way stop. And they're going straight, and then they wave me on. I'm like, you have the right of way. Just go. And they're, like, (laughs) waving me on. And I'm like, no, you go. And they're like, come on. They give me the come on hand. They're like, come on. And then they start, like, I don't do it. And they're like, come on, come on, like, more forceful. And then they finally get pissed and go straight. And then as they go, I'm like, you have the right of way. That's life on a bike. Happens all the time on the bike. Yeah. Where people just like see you and they're like freak out and they just slam on the brakes and they're like, oh, go, go, go. Just and get out of you're, here. You're like, just get, get away out of my, my way. Car. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> right. And you're like, no, I'm at a stop sign. I treat, I'm a vehicle. Please go. And they're like, no, you go. And it's like, no, I don't want to be in front of a 2,000 pound vehicle. I'd rather just you go. And they're like, I don't know what to do. And they're just like melting down. 
happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely, when somebody's on a bike, I'm the fucking guy. I'm like, the bike is a vehicle. Like, I'm going to be like, 35 feet behind the bike. I'm just going to go the bike speed like down the road where the bike is. Like I'm not. Yeah, it's it's still a new thing. I mean, it's like you have to be predictable and, you know, people like that's what you want it to be is to just be a regular part of the driving, but so many folks are like ha- have no idea what to do and they feel like they're going to get in trouble or like get a ticket <laughs> or something or there's going to be a news report if they like pass you or something, you know. That's the that's the thing is like if a cop shows up and somebody on a bike is like, I had the right of way, and the car did not have the right of way. Like, the cop will just make fun of the guy on the <laughs> yeah, bike. Yeah, the guy's like, it's get like, out of here. Even if it was a cop on the bike, the cop on the bike would be like, yeah. no, well, what are you doing? Yeah, it's uh, it's always, a, it's I don't know, It's those, they happen so, every time they happen, I'm just so frustrated. <laughs> going through the intersection, like, shaking my head and, like, showing how mad I am at that person. I'm like, too, uh, bikes are too fast for me. I can't, I can't ride a bike. I will always, I'll be totally, no, I can physically ride a bike. Natalie has a bike. I'll take it. I'll put her pink helmet on and I'll go and I'll do like circles in the street, mainly to show our kid that like you can ride a bike because she doesn't want to. Okay. It's like, I'll either drive or walk. If it's far, I'll drive. If it's like less than three miles, I'll walk. And it'll be like, I'll see you in two hours. I'm going to go walk. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the walking is not fast enough that I feel like anything will happen. And, like, people will not yield to you. But, like, you're a pedestrian. But you don't threaten the hierarchy of the vehicles. I feel like if you're a pedestrian, sometimes I've been a pedestrian and people, like, don't respect me. I never give anybody middle finger because that just, like, enrages people. What I do is I point at them and I make eye contact and I'm like, I see you and you're fucking up. Yeah, yeah, you made a bad decision. (laughs) Yeah. I did a flying middle fingers on somebody one time when I was running because I had, like, the little white fucking thing, the little lights. I had the go-ahead. And this person, like, normally they turn on red. I mean, you can turn red on all day. That's the standard fare at that thing. But at the moment, I was running, and I go, and this guy turns, and he stops, and he honks the horn. And as soon as he mm. honks, I just leaped into the air and, like, yeah. deployed, like, two middle fingers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just, like, doing them like oh, this yeah. at him, and then just kept running. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't do that. No, you can't do that to somebody who's on foot. But That's, like, you were, ab- you were absolutely in the right, but if you asked, like, 100 people, if you did that on a bike... Like, 40 oh. of the people would be like, I hate cyclists. People hate cyclists, that's yeah. for sure. <clears throat> but, like, if you did that to somebody on foot, everybody would be like, yeah, the car no, was wrong. Don't honk at a pedestrian. No. So where are we? Is it my turn? It's your turn. I'm guessing Midwest states. Yes. And There's I already guessed more. Nebraska. There's three more left. Oh, you you guessed Oklahoma. I was wrong. You were wrong. South Dakota. Wow. The South Dakotas? Dakota. It's next to Minnesota. It is. Um, is North Dakota, did we say that once? Nope. Yay! Yeah! Now I put you in the hard position of nailing down the final Midwestern. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is. What Last happened with Oh, there's yeah. one more? There's, there's one, one more. more that you guys have not got yet. Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri. Can we, can we list off which ones you guys... Could it be? 
Give me a list of them all. Yeah, let's see what we got. You guys, this is these are the ones you guys have guessed. Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. And we got Ohio. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. That's mm. so half a, like so Philadelphia doesn't count because you can get like a train to New York City in like fucking forty five minutes or something. Right. Like New Jersey is right there and shit. But Pittsburgh is like one of us, but we can't just claim them. Yeah, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is Rust Belt, but I don't think that Pennsylvania is the whole state. No, it can't be. Is Midwest? Yeah, because yeah, it. Those people go to like Atlantic City of shit. They go to like uh, you know Cumberland Beach, Maryland, and Rehoboth and shit. Like <laughs> the shore. they're 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 coasters. Yeah, yeah, they go to the shore and shit. The Jersey summer. Shore. Yeah, Ocean City, Maryland. That's when we went to. We went there when we lived in D.C. because it was pretty close. And it was just filled with, like, Philly motherfucker, like, hoagie-eating people. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, just old Irish. Like, 1800s Irish family. Everybody named, you know, everybody was named, like, fucking Margaret and shit. I think that's why I like the shore so much. William... Yeah, it was. I don't know why. There, yeah, they were all like just pale white people. Like, just should not be at the beach. You know, we went to Wildwood, which is the Jersey Shore. Okay. And I swear to God, the first thing I, as soon as we got out of the car, I went to the hotel to check into the hotel, and the first thing I thought was, so, I, 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 the first thing I heard was someone talking about how they saw Bruce Springsteen there. Oh my god! <laughs> like he was in town, like milling about. We, and I was we, like, yep, yeah. <laughs> chilling. Yeah. We, we went to Ocean City. The first thing there was this like this like redheaded like Irish family from Pennsylvania. They're like. Oh, it's going to be a burner today, man. It's going to be real hot. And they were talking about you're going to get sunburns and shit. And yeah, pasty white people. Yeah. You know, old school. I put on like 1,000 SPF when we went to the shore. Yeah. And then we got a tent and I put my head in the tent. It was like really old, like, you know, like 1900s old boardwalk. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Wildwood is like retro. It has like a very fifties feel. Like all the hotels and, and all is the it, motels. That's is, when it's from, or is it yeah. like that, that, like that's when like all the little motels and their thing are, were built. Right. It was all in that like era, and they just never spiffed it up. That's how. Yeah, that's what Ma- Maryland was like too. Was it was just looked like frozen in time. They like, built it and they left it. Put more paint on yeah, it a little yeah. bit. You know, try to zhuzh it a little. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They build it, and then that's how it is forever. And then there's like, <laughs> there was a boardwalk, and it's like three miles long. Nice. And there's like 27 identical t-shirt shops. Yeah. And the number one t-shirt they have is a shirt that says, I'm not gay. So Vegas, there was a really popular we saw, shirt we saw everywhere that said, uh, I'm not gay, but $20 is $20. Oh, that's the that's the same one. Yeah. That's yeah. the same that's one the they one, had. Yeah. 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 They also had like the t-shirts that were like Disney princesses, only they do tattoos all over them. Yeah, that's been very popular for a while. We used to go to the outlet malls a lot, and they always had like a Little Mermaid with tattoos on her. Which I'm like, don't do this to them. They didn't have tattoos. They didn't have them. (laughs) Stop doing that to them. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you fucking up Ariel like this? Why are you here? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like a twisted, broken person that has tattoos. Find your own thing. Right? Make a new character. Yeah. <laughs> and don't put like you're not going to put Prince put tattoos on Prince Eric to get me to identify with him. Yeah. You know, I was never a Prince Eric type. <laughs> Ah, you're you're not guessing. You need to guess. Put this, I'm putting this, it off. I don't fucking know. I, think, I have no. I think Montana counts. I have no. I'm, Does Montana I think count? you guys not, missed one early on. Like you just skipped over it, and, and it's going to be hard for you. To, I'm not gonna guess Indiana, Montana because Montana ripped to your state, but Montana is different. So there is. We got Ohio. We got Indiana. I said Michigan, right? Michigan. Is West I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to guess. I'm gonna have to guess Pennsylvania. No, no. What is what is the last state we didn't say? Illinois. You guys just didn't say it. We didn't say Illinois. No, you guys never said Illinois. Illinois. I I even even read off the list of states that you guys had said, and they were in alphabetical order because I was trying to give you guys a hint. I thought I said Illinois. I thought that was a gimme. (laughs) Did I fuck up? Neither Mm. of you said Illinois. Well, the power of Chicago kind of disqualifies the entirety of Illinois, maybe. Brett, I had, uh, when... I was uh, 21. I had an interview with Caterpillar, which is based in Peoria, Illinois, or it was at the time. I went and I did this little interview. They came to town. They came to Cincinnati. I had an interview there, and I did pretty well. And they called me back for a second interview, and I was supposed to go out to Peoria. And I fell asleep one day, and I had this fucking nightmare. And the nightmare was that I was in Peoria. <laughs> and I lived in a little house. I pictured this little house, and I'm sure you could picture, you know, normal houses around here. Clintonville, Old Town East, German Village, Westgate. You know, think about these normal, like, 40s, these post-war houses with, like, the exposed beams and, like, the stucco and everything and nice. And I was just – and I saw myself, and I was aged, like, 54 and I was just alone in this tiny little house because I never met anybody weird in, cool, <laughs> in Peoria. And I just worked for Caterpillar that made bulldozers and diggers. I could have. And I, I see it. And I had the nightmare. And I literally, I woke up the next day. I called Caterpillar and I was like, uh, hey, I got another job somewhere else. And they were like, oh. And I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's I great. I couldn't deal, deal with, with your it. gut. I couldn't deal with it. I just my brain was like, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe it would have been fine, but you know, I always go like if my subconscious mind is trying to tell me something, I'm like, go with that because like you have it figured out, right? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's funny because we talked about uh, going to Chicago for success, or you know, Illinois in this case, I guess. But uh, we after school there was a technical like uh, programming school that was like in near Chicago that was like hey we'll give you like uh, we'll give you a scholarship and let you come here and live on campus and do all this stuff and I'm like I don't think this is a good idea I don't think I don't think that there just didn't make any sense to me to go move away from everybody I know to go yeah. get like prime get trained to to do some job you know just. To isolate yourself and be, you know, this little cog in a machine. Right. But that's how we get by in, in flyover country, though. You got to be a cog in the machine. 
Well, somebody's like weird banking and like companies out here. Yeah, insurance. Yeah. Lots of financial institutions. Everybody I've ever known that's lived in Columbus or lived in Ohio has worked at a call center of some kind. So many. Safe Auto is out here. Mm-hmm. Microsoft is out here. Nationwide, Huntington Bank, all of them. You just have to spend your day on the phone. You type shit into the computer. Like, that is what it is. It's, it's also, like, it's also fine because, like, I've worked in factories. And I'm like, yeah, like, calling people is calling people is better than that. But, you know. It's tough. I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard to say. I like moving boxes more than I like talking to the people just because you never know what you're getting into when you deal with the people, you know. It's always like you have to you have to invest yourself so emotionally and you have to like have so much artificial empathy yeah. for people that you're talking to and you don't know them and like you I, actually and you actually do want them to have like a good day and solve their problem also. Yeah, I yeah, that's what I would say is like I was pretty good at sales when I broke through and was like being superficial, but the people that were really good at sales were just monsters. You know, like they didn't go home at the end of the night and say, like, did I use some of that person's information about their family against them? <laughs> you know, like, or, or did they say, like, I actually don't give a shit about this person. Like, I just kind of, you know, I kind of was just on fire today because I really needed money to pay the bills. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really having like a good, I wasn't really vibing with that person, you know. What did you guys learn about Flyover Country? Probably not much since we've always lived here. Yeah. Flyover Country is a place where everybody wants our accents, right? Because we have like the most normal way of talking. That's what we always heard when we were kids, right? That's They always told us. They always told us that we have a neutral accent. <laughs> That's why newscasters come here to train. Just chop it up with the people. <laughs> Tonight at 11. But, you know, I mean, you know, even Flyover Country, but just Columbus is such a powerhouse of, like, so much mall culture, like Abercrombie, Express, mm-hmm. Bath and Body Works, Victoria's uh, Secret, Hollister, Victoria's Secrets, all the great, Banana, Respe- Banana Republic, Gap, Old Navy, all those people have headquarters here. Like, we're the, we're the, we're the center of it all. Columbus is the number three city in the country for the fashion industry behind New York City and LA. I believe it. There's like so many of them here. And we have like White Castle started here. Wendy's. Wendy's. Top notch fast food. Like right, right. that's not like niche fast food. Wendy's is like a contender. Yeah. Wendy's is We love Wendy's. If you're talking about <laughs> like Hometown Smiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're talking about the normal ass fast food, like pull off the interstate and get your food fast food, Wendy's is up there. Premium. Premium fast food products. Absolutely. You see, and you guys thought we were fucking around talking about Hot and Juicy, Dave Thomas's Dream, Hometown Smiles, Single Double, Square Burgers, Chili, The Burgers Become the Chili. You guys thought... (laughs) We were fucking around. We didn't prime Brett, but he came in here and he was like, yeah, Wendy's, that's the shit, right? That's top tier fast food. So that should tell you 
that we're not fucking you guys around on this. I mean, Wendy's, they'll do like a bruschetta bun and shit. They'll like do <laughs> yeah. ciabatta bread. Pretzel they bacon like cheese French fries are the only <laughs> fast food French fries that have potato skin on them. Yeah, that's true. They they paint potato skins right on the end of them so that you know <laughs> that they're natural. Right, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, you know, Wendy's is bomb. It's you just, can get a baked potato there. Their vegetables aren't like ketchup. Like that's, you know, they have actual <laughs> vegetables. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wendy's. They, the coast can't live without us, right? Mm-hmm. We supply them with like food. You know, yeah, food and cheap clothing. Young precocious people that become actors and shit. <laughs> people, people who will move into a three thousand dollar a month apartment and then get conned into working for exposure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a lot of us rubes that we send up there to give a lot of their landlords money. Mm-hmm. They scam them out of a lot of money. If you haven't already, subscribe to us. We're at garbagebrainuniversity.com. You subscribe, you can leave comments directly on our articles and force everybody else to see your words that you typed. Uh, Apple Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcast. Give us a five-star review if that's how you feel. It's like Uber, a four-star review is failure, so five stars only. (laughs) And uh, thanks again to Brett for coming over from Street Fight Radio. And if you enjoyed hearing Brett, Brett, where do you... Where do you direct people to listen to Street Fight? Uh, I mean, you can just, you know, Google it. But we're available as a podcast everywhere. Streetfightradio.com is the central location to find that. And I suggest um, the next time you go to plan a vacation with your family and they're like, oh, we want to go to the beach and swim in the ocean. You're like, we're going straight to flyover country where there's fun shit to do for cheap. In no ocean. No ocean. (laughs) No ocean. But there's neat shit to look at. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) We'll talk to you again very soon. Good night. Peace. Bye.